Hurt takes the snap. He's back. He's going to run. He's in. Touchdown. Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are just devouring the Giants. And it is A.J. Brown again. Another touchdown. Welcome back to the Link lineup. Uh, today is Friday, August 25th, 2023. Uh, we hope everybody had a wonderful week and are, you know, you're ready for a, a wonderful weekend. Um, the Birds played some football last night, so we'll briefly talk about that. Um, today is episode seven, I believe. I think it's seven. If it's not seven, it's six. I think it's seven. I think it's seven. Okay, cool. So we'll, we'll call it seven, and if not, you know. Um, so today we're going to briefly go over last night's game and then we're going to give our final 53 man, uh, roster projections. Um, I know our first episode was the 53 man roster projection, but preseason games happen, joint practices happen. So now we have more of a, uh, an idea of maybe what's to come. Um, I'm your host Chase. You can follow me on, on X. I'm going to get it right for the rest of my career podcasting. You can follow me at X at Cardiac Chase. And today uh, I have Josh. You can follow him on X at The Pre 2. Um, just going to be me and Josh today. Uh, Bryce canceled on us last minute. Um, it's a shame. He actually has to get a car. Uh, so wish him the best or a vehicle. We don't know if it's going to be a car or not, but he has to get a vehicle. Wish him the best of luck with that. Uh, you know, big grown up stuff. So. Yeah, so last night the uh, the Eagles played the Colts. Um, let me just say this: watching preseason games is a grind. It's a grind. Um, you have to be really dedicated, or you have to be watching something in particular. Because once the fifth stringers come out, six stringers, whatever, however deep we want to get into this, come out, it's really hard to watch the game because they're just a bunch of people like you and I just playing football, trying to have some type of tape. Um, so we got lucky enough to see some of the second stringers play. Um, so real quick, we'll go over it. Marcus Mariota started the game off. Um, he was one for two for 21 yards. His pass day did complete. I don't know if you saw it. It was, it was shaky. It wasn't like a, like a dot. It was, he was on the run. He, I think he threw it across his body and it wasn't the safest throw in the world. Um, but whatever, you know, we've seen what we had to see from Marcus and, you know, ultimately it's not great, but we, we was hope and pray that we don't see him. Uh, the, uh, the preseason sweetheart Tanner McKee came out, uh, was 19 for 34 for 158. Mind you, he was playing against the the Colts' first stringers for a while, so you know he he had a he had a decent game against starting, you know, NFL competition, and that's good to see because you know he's he's been lighting it up against third, fourth stringers, so it's nice to see that he's able to compete at the NFL level. Um, so, you know, whatever. Um, I fell asleep before Ian Book came in. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything uh, about him. All I saw is he's 11 for 15 for 80 yards. That's not good. That's not good at all. 11 for 15 is good, but 80 yards with 11 completions um, is less than 10 per pass attempt, pass completion. So Less than eight. Oh, yeah, less than eight. So that's <laughs> so it was definitely a lot of short yards. Um, 
a lot of completions there. And I think he didn't run the ball. He ran the ball one time for seven yards. So yeah, I, I'm assuming they tried that they they told him, hey, go throw the ball. Don't try to run. Um, you know, get some tape um, for yourself because you're not going to make the team. They didn't say those exact words, but I can imagine that's what they're hinting at. Um, quarterback play was cool. I do want to ask you about this thing. This is a definitely a controversial topic amongst the Eagles fans. Uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, you know, he he scored his little touchdown. Um, I think it was. I don't think he even scored. I think it was a rushing touchdown. It was, and you know, he came into the end zone and you know flapped his wings. Um, he he said he said today that he was just flapping his arms, wasn't having fun. Hope nobody thought anything of it. But what do you think? Do you think he was taunting and? How awful of a look is it for him to taunt after a touchdown against the fourth and fifth stringers? So, I mean, first off, was it taunting? Clearly. It was obviously taunting. Uh, The fact that he's backpedaling after the fact is kind of funny. I think he might have realized, you know, who he was taunting. Um, It's not a good look. I mean, you're supposed to be the starting quarterback in uh, Indianapolis, and you're scoring against backups you, that's what you're supposed to do yeah. um but you know i mean at the same time yeah, he's a rookie and uh i love a good celebration if it was uh us against another team and our rookie quarterback was celebrating i don't care who it's against i'd say go for it um but all i can say is i can't wait until we play him again and uh, i know we're not going to forget about that yeah and the thing is you're right and you know, I I never think about it like that because nobody does. But like rookie year, Jalen Hurts goes down the field, scores. You know, against the same scenario, obviously switched. We'd be like, oh yeah, that that's that's our guy right there. But at the same time, I would hope that Jalen would have a better stat line than Anthony Richardson had. He was six for seventeen for seventy eight yards. That is less than fifty percent. That is like I think it's like in the thirties if my math is correct. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. Around like it has to be like 38, 37%. 35. Well, 35% completion. That's bad. For 78 yards. That's awful. That's awful. Um, so you know, he didn't even look like he was the best quarterback on his team. So, you know, Gardner Minshew looked better. They performed better. And the thing with with uh Anthony Richardson is he played until like the third quarter, like the beginning of the third quarter, and he put up these these numbers. Um just to, just to you know, um, put an end to this conversation, I guess, the Colts aren't going to be a good team this year. If they can't blow us out playing their starters against our you know, bottom-of-the-barrel roster guys, I don't know how you can look at this as a Colts fan and be excited. Um, I know we sound like hurt Eagles fans because you know he flapped his wings, but you know it, it is what it is. We, we had to bring it up. It happened, and you know... I like Shane Steichen. You know, I, he was one of my favorite coordinators just because I felt like he did a good job with what he had, and he he definitely made Jalen take that next step. Um, it's still, you know, screw Jonathan Gannon. Can't wait to play him later on this year. Um, but, you know, I hope the best for Steichen, but this Colts team is not going to be good, especially with the Jonathan Taylor situation. I can't imagine a world where this team has more than five wins. Um, but I guess really, I don't want to go over this, this game too much. Uh, Josh, was there any standout player that you might've saw that, you know, you want to bring up real quick before we dive into our, 
our projections? Or? Um, I don't know. I mean, just overall, uh, I don't think anything that happened last night moved the needle too much. I don't think any, but any, I don't think last night's game affected my 53 man roster. I'll say that. Um, I mean, you know, it was good to get the young guys some run. It was nice to, I don't know, Ian Book got some more tape while he'll probably make our practice squad. But uh, I don't know. Honestly, the biggest takeaway for me is, uh, I mean, you kind of touched on it, the fact that Anthony Richardson played the whole first half with their starters against our backups, and that's the stat line he put up. Um, I mean, I know he's a raw prospect, and he's got a lot of potential, but that's, that's not promising. Yeah, and that's the thing with, like, taking people with, like, his skills is, like, he may never turn we, – and we talked about this the, every podcast. I feel like it's just because you're very athletic doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be this great player. So it's taking a risk. You know, I liked I liked him before that stunt, so I am hurt. You can you can say what you want. Uh, I am hurt by it. But I liked him. But Tanner McKee looked like the better quarterback, and he was a, a sixth-round pick, fifth-round pick. I can't remember. But – So – I do want to bring up two players, I believe. Uh, one did good, one did bad. Um, so Ben Van Sumeren had 17 tackles last night. 17 tackles. That is a lot of tackles for, I believe he was undrafted. Uh, I, I'm like 99% sure he was undrafted. But that's great to put on tape. That's, that's a great performance to build off of. And I don't have him, spoiler alert, I don't have him on my 53-man roster, but... I can see he's definitely gonna make the practice squad, and I don't think I don't think anybody's gonna claim him, um, just because of you know he was undrafted. But 17 tackles, really really good performance to build off of. And then, you know, if you followed along since the first episode, you know I've been a jo- big Joseph and Gata fan. Uh, he he's definitely not making the team. Um, he was having a, a decent little game. Before he fumbled the ball, once he fumbled it, it just it that won his roster chances. And you know, I hate it because he is like this. He looks like a guy. You know, he looks like a guy that can make a difference um, based on like his his body type and like he looks like the part. But he just didn't have like any like breakout games like some of us expected him to or wanted him to. So you know, it's tough to see, but. Yeah, that was the game. We lost 27-13. We haven't won a game since uh, we played the 49ers back in January. Um, it's sad because we should have won uh, against the Chiefs, but we move on. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the 53-man roster. Uh, we'll start off with the quarterbacks. I don't think we're going to have uh, different people on this one. Uh, I got Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee, and that means Ian Book is the odd man out. I'm assuming that's who you have as well. Yeah, I have the same thing. Um, the only question here is if Ian Book makes a practice squad or not. Yeah. But that's uh, about it. There has been, I saw, before, as soon as I got home, um, I pulled up Twitter X, and um, and uh, I saw that there was this article about uh, Marcus Mariota and, like, he might get cut. And I was like, eh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, not Not right now, but um, it was interesting to see, um, especially if there is some some noise because you know slow, there's a little smoke there, and you know where there is smoke, there is a fire, and uh, I don't believe it, but you know who knows. 
So we'll, we'll move on because nothing really to talk about. Jalen Hurts is your starting quarterback. He's the franchise quarterback. Um, so that's all that matters. Uh, running backs. I don't think we'll have a different group here, but um, some Eagles fans might. I got DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenny Gainwell, and Boston Scott. Okay. I had the same thing. I wasn't sure if uh, you added Trey Sermon or not, but I have him getting cut. Yeah. No, uh, Trey Sermon will probably be back on the practice squad. He had 16 carries for 30 yards, um, so that's less than two yards per carry. Not great. He also had the fumble against the Browns. Also not great. Um, so I think he had a chance to push for the roster spot, but ultimately he just kind of he kind of fizzled out and didn't, didn't uh, play his way to a, pl- a practice uh, or a roster spot. Can't talk. Uh, Kenny yeah, Brook. Kenny Brook. Church in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. They gave him tons of run last night just to be like, hey, do this, you know, make it happen. But he, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Um, but, you know, fans love him. He'll be back in the practice squad. Um, but, and also Kenny Brooks, uh, whatever. Um, I don't think, I don't think he's going to make the practice squad. I think he's going to be, uh, on the streets. Next, we got the wide receivers. I got, uh, I got five. They got, I keep, I have them keeping five. I got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Alameda, Sakias. Finally got that one right. Uh, and then Britton Covey. Um, so, you know, Joseph and Gata, Devin Allen, Jaden Hazelwood, Greg Warden, Freddie Swain are the odd men out. Um, I want to talk about this group for a little bit. Uh, I'm not confident with Britton Covey as being the the, uh, the fifth receiver. Ultimately, he's just he's just a special teams guy, but he hasn't he hasn't practiced in some time, um, and he didn't play in a preseason game. And whenever the Eagles um, picked him up last year, they were hoping that he could be like, you know, this a slot receiver as well. Because he had he's very quick. He's very quick. And we saw some of that quickness on display last year whenever he was returning punts um, after the or from the Titans game on. Because obviously he was one of the per, the worst punt returners in the league for a, a good bit there. Then he turned it on and you get to see some of his quickness. And so they were hoping that he could, you know, turn that into a skill in the slot, but he hasn't been able to, you know, practice or, you know, anything like that. So it wouldn't surprise me if Covey gets cut, um, and they they have another person added on and just maybe sneak Covey on the practice squad and elevate him. Um, but that's that's my five. I'm assuming that's also your five. Yeah, I had the same five. Um, you said it well, Covey. I don't feel comfortable with him as the fifth receiver, but. That's not really what he's here for. He's here for special teams. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, we have four receivers that are actually going to get playing time. I can see the Eagles adding a fifth receiver uh, just for depth. Um, once the 53-man roster is, is set, and they'll add them after. Because obviously, if you pay attention to football, the 53-man roster does not mean the game day roster because there's a lot of like tricks you can do to manipulate the rosters. So, you know, whoever's on the 53-man roster come next Tuesday doesn't mean they'll be on the game day roster that following Sunday. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Tight ends. 
uh, I know me and Josh talked about this before the show. Um, I have the, the Eagles keeping four. I got Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, and Tyree Jackson. Uh, I like Tyree Jackson. I do. Um, I think he's shown more than Grant Cal- Calcaterra has. But I think Grant uh, is the better better player, but he just hasn't shown anything. And if Tyree Jackson can figure out his height, weight, and speed profile is like, it's crazy. And he could be like a, a solid tight end if he can just figure it out and be consistent and stay on the field. That's his, that's his biggest thing, staying on the field. Um, so I have Dan Arnold gone and Bray Russell, I, I imagine would be brought onto the practice squad. Um, do you have three? I can't remember. Yeah, I have three. Um, I have a cutting Tyree Jackson. Um, I love his potential. Uh, like I've said a million times, I love big athletic guys. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I think we need the roster spots elsewhere. So, I mean, we'll see, um, for a couple other positions, there might be an extra person that we don't add on and we do, uh, carry four tight ends into the season. But for now, I think it's just going to be three. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's okay. You know, because like, like I said, Tyree Jackson could get cut, could be on the practice squad and gets elevated you know, a couple times this year. Um, so I think they keep him because how he loves them. And obviously the coaching staff likes them. So we'll see what happens. Um, overall, I still think we need a, another tight end. But, you know, it is what it is. Moving on to, to the offensive line. Uh, I got to keep it nine. Um, and I do think that they manipulate this this um, this group where – you know, we cut them, and then we we maybe IR somebody, and then bring somebody else. So, like example, I don't think it's going to happen. But Dennis Kelly, Dennis Kelly will not be subject to waivers because he's played more than four years. So we can cut him, and he can sign whoever he wants to. He doesn't have to, you know, worry about oh this team's going to pick me up. He he can pick and choose who he wants to play for after four years. Um, so we could. Cut them. Fifty-three man, man roster comes out. We are IR somebody short term. Bring them back. So I have them keep a nine for now, and then I think they'll IR somebody and they'll bring somebody back. But as of now, I got Jordan Mailata, Leonard Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Cam Jurgens, Lane Johnson, Jack Driscoll, Tyler Steen. Fred Johnson is a lock because he just signed a two-year contract, and I got Suo Peta because he didn't play last night. And so I'm assuming you don't play the third preseason in the game. You, you pretty much made the team. Um, I'm curious. Do you have any any different uh, players in your offensive line group? Uh, I do actually. So instead of Sue Opeta, I have Josh Sills. I know okay. Statlin likes him a lot, and I believe we already opened Opeta up to waivers. Oh, um, to keep Sills. Ooh, so cool. much. Let me look that up real quick. Um, if that is the case, I think Josh Sills is the guy. But if if it's not the case, I have Opeta. And then Josh Sills, they like him. They're going to cut him. And nobody's going to pick him up just because of his past. Uh, like the charges and stuff, it gets kind of messy. So I can see them bringing him back on the practice squad and then using like his elevations throughout the year as well if they if they need him. Um, but um, maybe if you can look that up real quick that way. Or I can look it up too. Um, but yeah, it'd be, it, this is a good group. Uh, we like as far as the stars go, depth is questionable. 
just because there's not like a somebody that I feel good about being put in there. Um, so as long as we can keep four out of the five healthy throughout the year, I think this will be um, an all right group, no matter who you put in there. Um, while you look that up, I'm going to move on to the edge, def- edge defenders. Um, this, so this is going to be, you know, the, the the edge plus the defensive ends. Um, so anybody that rushes on the outside. Uh, I got the Eagles keeping Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brendan Graham, Nolan Smith, Derek Barnett, and Patrick Johnson. Uh, I think Kyron Johnson barely misses out on the spot. I think he's a better special team uh, guy but I think they're going to value Patrick Johnson's defense abilities more, even though I'm not a big fan of Patrick Johnson, but the Eagles are. Um, and then I'll bring up one more player. Denarius Robinson has all the tools to be a successful edge rusher, but he looked so lost last night. Sometimes he got faked out on an, on an I believe a read option. Just he thought, he thought Anthony Richardson was handing the ball off. He just committed to the inside, left the outside wide open. And, you know, if he stayed still, could have prevented that play from happening. But he looks lost sometimes, so I, I have him missing out um, on the roster. Uh, who do you have at edge? Uh, so I actually have the same edges as you, all six. Um, just to touch on Janarius Robinson a little more, he's a perfect example of somebody who has all the physical tools in the world, but just doesn't have the, uh, for be- lack of a better word, the mental game. Right. Yeah, and you know that's that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, you know. Uh, but it can be taught, it can be fixed if you want it. Um, so I can see them keeping him around on the practice squad. Um, obviously, we can't keep everybody that we cut on the practice squad, but you know, I don't think anybody's going to pick him up. I don't think he's the Eagles will be worried that somebody pick him up. So um, yeah, I have um, Kyron Jackson, Kyron Johnson, Janarius Robinson, and Teron Jackson on our practice squad. So. Cool. Yeah, I can see. I can see all three of them being there. The I think Kyron has a lot of upside if they can just unlock it. Um, so, you know, I know they were high on him coming out of Kansas, but he just hasn't been able to show it on the field yet. Um, interior defensive line. This one's a. This one's where we are pretty deep at, and you know, I got Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Milton Williams. Marlon Tui, uh, I'm gonna call him Tui because I can't ever, I can't ever pronounce his name, and then Moro Jomo. Uh, so I got him keeping six. Um, the only question mark here, now I think this will happen. Contavious Street didn't play last night, and then Moro Jomo has a concussion. So there's a possibility they cut Contavious Street. Moro Jomo makes the 53 man roster, get short term IR, and then they bring Contavious Street back. But as of now, Cox, Davis, Carter, Williams, Tui, Ojomo. Is that who you have? That is who I have. And I think uh, what you said about putting uh, Ojomo on the 53, then a short-term IR, signing Street back, I think is uh, exactly what's going to happen. Hmm. And if Street's not subject to waivers. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably the plan. Yep, I was I was a little higher on Contavious Street uh, coming into the preseason just because I feel like if he played alongside – you know, this defensive line, you know, he's a good pass rusher. Um, so I thought maybe, maybe he could, he could be that guy that kind of benefits from everybody around him. But, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't get to show it 
in the preseason. He didn't he didn't do what he needed to do. I feel like if he if he showed a little bit, he would have been a lock to make the the team. But he just didn't show anything. Sucks. But that's my that's my loss of the uh, the initial fifty three man roster that we made in the first episode. Um, next up, we got linebackers. I gotta go. I'm, I got him going super thin at linebacker. I got to keep in three. Nicobe Dean, Zach Cunningham, and Christian Ellis. Um, same thing with the uh, the moral Jomo thing is I can see them putting a Jomo on short-term IR and then bring back Nicholas Morrow um, just because they, they, they're not like really attached to Nicholas Morrow. I think they, it was like a million dollar contract, but like he, they can cut him anytime without penalty. Um, so uh, Ben Van Sumeran, definitely going to make the Brack squad. And then Tyreek Maddox Williams had a great game last night. He got a pick, um, came out of nowhere. I believe he's on the team for maybe maybe a week, and he played and he played he played his ass off, and so I think he'll be rewarded with a practice squad spot, and it'll be interesting to see his development as the year progresses. Because um, who knows? Um, we're super thin in linebackers, so he could get the call at any time. Uh, granted, it wouldn't be like a a super confident call, but you know he could have his, his moment to shine. Um, so I'm curious to see who you have at linebacker. Did you go three as well? I did go three. I think uh, off-ball linebacker is our thinnest position, so naturally uh, going to go a bit thin there. We don't exactly have a uh, wealth, a, uh, what's the word, like a wealth of talent there. But um, yeah, I think uh, there's a chance that we bring back Moro instead of Street if we do uh, put a Jumbo on the short-term IR. Um, but we'll see. Um, Van Sumeren, yeah, had a great game yesterday. Um, I think he definitely earned his practice squad spot. I think you put it well, as well as uh, Tyreek Maddox-Williams. I think you uh, summed it up well. Yeah. Um, I do th- – so this is a position that I still think they can make a move at, um, you know, after Tuesday. Um, I think N'Kobe Dean and Zach Cunningham are a solid, solid pairing. Um, I think Zach Cunningham has shown enough in pass coverage where you don't feel super nervous whenever you see – the quarterback dropped back um, for a pass, and our linebackers are covering somebody. So I think that's okay. Nicobe Dean has shown a little bit in the past past coverage game, but you know his upside is blitzing and stopping the run, which is nice because last night I saw a lot of blitzes. I don't know. I don't know if you saw them as much as I did, but I saw a lot more blitzes than we had, you know, during the Gannon area and even the Jim Schwartz area era. Um, so. That's, that'd be fun if we if we blitz more and we're more of an aggressive defense. I like it. Uh, you know, we've been pretty passive the past couple of years um, because we're, you know, Jonathan Gannon's philosophy was you know stop the stop the big plays. You know, let everything in front of you. But you know, sometimes you got to be aggressive and you know make a play. And it's like if you just sit back and let stuff happen, nothing nothing really gets done. And so it'll be interesting to see Nicobe Dean in this defense. Um, yeah, you got to make the other team uncomfortable. You can't give them all the time in the world, or you know, give them space to do what they want. You got to put the pressure on them. Yeah, and you know the the thing is, you know, we had we had that historic season last year with the sacks. Um, I think we have the the possibility to to break a record in the sack department just because, um, you know, linebackers will have a chance to get sacks and. Somebody is like a, like a defensive back will be sent on a blitz eventually, and they'll get a sack. Uh, 
here and there. So, you know, who knows? Who knows what, what will happen in this defense? I'm excited to see it. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Another thing about the linebacker spot is I know that uh, Nolan Smith and Patrick Johnson have both put a little bit of time in there this summer. So um, that's just a little pseudo depth that position. Yeah. And then also on top of that, we we throw a lot of safeties there too. So we throw Terrell Edmonds and uh, who else we put out there? Who else was it? Um, I think Jan, Jan, I think Jan, James Bradbury got some time there and in the slot as well. I know we got some time in the slot for sure. Yeah. So they're they're going to do like this hybrid thing. So um, I wonder who's going to be the main guy. Um, but cornerbacks, I got them keeping six. This one, this one was my toughest. This and safety was my toughest picks here. Um, I got them going Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Josh Joe, Keely Ringo, and the last spot was between Eli Ricks and Mario Goodrich. Um, part of me, mm-hmm. part of me was like, well, Mario Goodrich fits the backup slot role that was vacated due to Zach McPherson going down. Um, but Eli Ricks has played himself onto this team. So I have Eli Ricks taking the last spot. Um, he's had, he's had pretty good games. He, I, I will say, uh, in the Browns game, he didn't have his best showing, but the Ravens game, we got the pick six. And then last night when he's playing against the starters, he looked good. He looked good. Um, so that's that's my six going into this year. Um, what about you? Uh, so I promise we didn't plan this, but that actually is my six also. Uh, my last spot was down also to Mario Goodrich or Eli Ricks. And I had the same conclusion. You know, Mario Goodrich fits schematically better, but I can't not put Eli Ricks on the team. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, I mean, just the potential he has, the way he looked against the Ravens. Like you said, he played great against the starters last night. Um, I think he just brings too much to the table to cut him at this point. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, Keely Ringo benefits from being a third-round pick. Um, if he wasn't a third-round pick, I can easily see the Eagles cutting him. Um, he hasn't really shown anything to me personally other than, like, a play here, a play there. But he's looked bad for the most part, more so than good. So I hate that Mario Goodrich or Eli Ricks or whoever else it may be might miss a roster spot because Keely, uh, Keely Ringo gets the benefit of being a third-round pick. Um, I can say this. It is a lock that Josiah Scott will not be in the Eagles uniform next year at any time. Um, so if somebody does go down, thank God that Josiah Scott will not be there. Um, super excited for that. So yeah, moving on to safeties. Uh, I, I gotta keep them four. I gotta keep them four. Um, the four may be different than yours. Um, if you have four, I got Reed Blankenship, who is our starting safety, our our head guy in the safety department. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, Sidney Brown, and I gotta keep in Justin Evans. Uh, Justin Evans has been getting a lot of first team reps over the past couple weeks, or at least the past week. Um, alongside Reed Blankenship. So I think he's played his way into a starting spot. Now, can I see City Brown taking that starting spot soon? Yes. Uh, but I think Justin Evans makes it. Um, disappointed with the way Terrell Edmonds has played. Um, 
I don't know if he makes that spot, to be honest. I just put him there because, you know, his name, and he's played the game, you know, long enough. Um, he's like a safe pick. Like, we had Anthony Harris last year, the year before. We made we used him, and you know he could he could be ahead of Sidney Brown for the mean the meantime, but you know Terrell Edmonds has been our hybrid like safety linebacker guy at least from from what I've seen. Um, so I'm, so who do you have at safety? Uh, so I knew we had to have a <clears throat> different number of uh, picks at one position. Here it is. I actually have us keeping five, so I have us the same four as you do plus Kevon Wallace. I got you. And, you know, that makes sense. Um, it's just – so I'll say this. So I'll give, you, I'll give you a story time real quick, and then I'll give you my answer. So last year, before I went to the Eagles-Titans game, um, I'm from South Carolina, and Kayvon Wallace's agent is from the North Carolina, South Carolina area. Um, so he came into my store – and I saw him dressed in like I saw this guy dressed in all the Eagle stuff, like the, everything the Eagles like the players wear. And so I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I was like, first off, it's cool because we're in South Carolina, and there's a guy dressed in Eagle stuff. So naturally, if you're not from the Philly area and you see somebody with Eagle stuff, you feel obligated to say, "Go Birds" or something. So I talked to him. I was like, "Hey," I was like, "Are you a fan?" He said, "No," and so I thought he was just being an asshole. But he was like, "No, my client plays for the Eagles." And I was like, "Oh, who?" And then he was like, Kayvon Wallace. I was like, ah, great. Nobody, nobody special, right? Um, sorry, Kayvon, if you're listening to this. But um, I will say this. The guy was really, was really mean. He was really mean. And he was, he was, uh, he was kind of an asshole. And he had his, his nose all, all uh, you know, you know how people are. And I wanted to see who he represented. A bunch of nobodies. Uh, so I do have a, uh, I do have some hate in my heart. Uh, for Kayvon, especially because I wanted him to be the next Brian Dawkins because he came from Clemson just as Brian Dawkins did. And they gave him that hype that he was going to be the next Brian Dawkins. However, I met your agent. He wasn't nice. And then you also suck because I've seen you get you know, hurled over many times. I've seen you out of position many times. So I can't put you on this roster. You played into the fourth quarter last night, like deep into the fourth quarter. I don't think that you're deserving of a roster spot. So that's a fair point. Uh yeah, and that was the one thing I was that made me hesitant was that he, how late he played yesterday. Yeah. Um I ended up throwing him on there anyway. But uh I could definitely see him not taking the roster. Yeah. I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. The only issue though, the only thing the only thing in your favor about that is is like somebody had to play safety yesterday. Right. And so uh it was Haven Wallace. So maybe he is that last safety to make the team. Um, or he might be the first safety out, you know. So, last but not least, we got the specialist, uh, Jake Elliott, Aaron Sipos, Rick Lovato. I don't know if Aaron Sipos stays on the team after Tuesday. I hope that some team cuts their punter and that punter falls down the waiver wire straight to us. We scoop him up. Don't care. That he got cut by a team. He's got to be better than Aaron Sipos is. Um, last night, Aaron Sipos had a 48-yard punt. And people were saying, wow, what a kick. What a punt, you know. 48 yards 
is not great whenever it's a try to get him deep type type punt, you know. And he had like a thirty yard punt on like the same scenario. So like he is so bad, and I will I can't forgive him for the punt against the Chiefs. You know he he he, he shanked that ball, and you know it was it was disgusting. And I don't know why he's still on this team. This is the one thing that I get irritated with Howie about. Howie can do no wrong in a lot of people's eyes, but this is the one thing where I'm like, man, like why are you doing this to us? Like it's not hard. Just find somebody like decent to, to punt the ball. I mean, I've been happy with Brett Kern punting in the Super Bowl last year, but because Aaron Sipos was bad, everybody was bad last year with punting. But just get somebody, just get some type of competition because Ty Zetner was not even going to like even compete for that job. He was a body, and you know, please, please, Howie, just get a punter. Um, but I'm assuming you have the same three. Yeah, I have the same three, and I feel the same way about Sipas. Uh, if we can get another punter before week one, please, Howie. Just, it's not even if, because I know we can. There's got to be somebody out there. Just take a chance. Punk God's still out there. Punk God's still out there. I mean, and it's not like punter is really a position where you need to have like a lot of chemistry with the other people you play with. Like, if you can catch the ball from the long snapper, you're good to go. I mean, I guess we could – I mean, so – bring somebody in some kind of competition. I'm surprised that he even made it into training camp after the Super Bowl. And then we didn't immediately start to look elsewhere. I mean, there's gotta be something to it. Cause he, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he doesn't want to spend the money, even though punter is probably the cheapest position on the team or what it is, but I mean, just, I, I can't live with Aaron Sipos as the punter. Yep. Just, no. And just to put in perspective, like, I think back in my my peak physique and football playing shape, I could have kicked the ball 50 yards. Like, I could have punted the ball 50 yards. It might not have had a lot of hang time to it, but I could have kicked it that far. Aaron Sipos isn't getting it that far. And so, like, he has a noodle leg. That's what he has. You know, we hear about noodle arms all the time amongst quarterbacks. He has a noodle leg. Um, so, I wish, I hope somebody else um jake elliott we are we are so lucky that we claimed him off the practice squad in 2017 he's on the, i believe he's on the Bengals practice squad we claimed him and he has been consistent all the way up until this point however he did have that one stretch i believe two years ago where he was kind of iffy but he's, he's been solid um, he's been awesome since his rookie year where he kicked Two forty-plus yard field goals in the Super Bowl. Uh, he's awesome, and I believe he'll have like a David Akers type tenure here, and that'd be awesome. Just because you know, David Akers was was a great kicker to have, and sometimes I think about him and I miss him because those were those were some good times. Um, so it's nice to have a solid kicker that you can trust. Um, and yeah, so that is the. Uh, <clears throat> The 53-man roster, uh, you know, we might be wrong about a lot of these picks. Uh, I have a good feeling about most of them. Um, but like I said, like I said previously, just because you make the 50, the 53-man roster doesn't mean that you're going to be on the, the the first Sunday, opening day, a roster. Um, so 
you know, after Tuesday, that's whenever like how he get like gets get started because he's going to be around the waiver wire. He's going to try to make some additions to weak spots, and you know he could make a trade. He could make a trade for uh, a linebacker that we desperately might need, or he, they might be so Hans at Cunningham that they they forget about that spot and we go in with what we have. So ultimately, I think that right now, if we're looking at like a big change, I would say either punter or wide receiver is going to get the most attention. I don't actually pause. Let's talk about this. Do you think that are you okay with going into the season with DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, and the rest of the guys? Or do you think that adding Jonathan Taylor would make that big of a difference? It's funny. I was going to bring this up. Um, I mean, obviously, Jonathan Taylor would be really cool to have. It depends what we'd have to give up. I mean, I'm confident with who we have. Jonathan Taylor could put us over the top, obviously. Um, and, uh, and I mean, how he's got to do his due diligence. He wouldn't be doing the team right if he didn't at least explore the option. Right. Um, I've read rumors that we've made an offer. I'm really curious what that is. Um, it can't be too high. I hope not. I mean, it can't be. Howie wouldn't. I don't think Howie would do that. And I can't understand the value of running backs nowadays. If he was going to make a big offer for a running back, he probably would have just paid Miles Sanders. So, yeah, it would be fun to do. And uh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it would be great, and it would make us a better team. But I don't think it like moved us from like non-contenders to contenders or anything like that, or like just anything crazy. I think we have a good group. Yeah. And I believe Jim Mercy said that he wanted a first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor, which is funny to me because, you know, Jonathan Taylor wants, like, top running back money, and Jim Mercy's not going to give it to him. But he wants to trade him for first, like, top running back talent. But even in today's world, a top running back's not going to bring you a first-round pick. It Nobody wants to do that. And draft night... I was still shocked that you know they that the the you know the the or the Lions and the Falcons both drafted running backs high. Um, I know Bijan was like a generational talent, and so I could see him get drafted in the first round like that, but not that high because it was eighth. So you know today's world, running back isn't what it used to be, but there are still great running backs out there. Um, and I believe we got one with DeAndre Swift. I think Rashad Penny can be great if he stays healthy. And like I said, he he trusts his leg to hold up. Um, so, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the episode. It was kind of quicker than normal. Um, I believe we're going to record Sunday. We're going to do a fun little episode. Then we're going to take a week off uh, just because there's nothing really to talk about. Um, and then I'm going on a trip. So we'll come back. Uh, the following week and do a preview for the uh, the game against the Patriots. Uh, we're going to do something. We're going to do the uh, the over under episode. So uh, if you if you like betting, come to the show. We'll talk about it. Um, but you know, with that being said, we look forward to having like a wonderful season. Uh, we hope that we provide good good content for you guys. You know, we uh, we scratch the itch that a lot of Eagles fans have, which is just they want more things about the birds, you know, and that's what we uh, we aim to please. So, you know, we're gonna have a lot of a lot of fun. 
videos here and there, and uh, we can't wait for the season to get started so we can talk about the Eagles. So that being said, yeah, you know, I'm Chase. You can follow me at Cardiac Chase on X. You can follow Josh at the Pre Two, and make sure to follow the show um, on all socials at the Link Lineup. Um, yeah, if you're listening, give us a rating on the platform that you're on. Uh, just uh, you know, help us spread the word that we we are here and uh, we are talking. If you're watching us on YouTube, hey, and uh, leave a like, a comment. Subscribe, share, um, all that fun stuff. Um, be uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, so that being said, thank you for watching. And uh, hey, uh, little go birds. Go birds. <laughs>